When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today we've got a maliciously compliant name change. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, confirm work or I don't get to do it? Cool then I don't get to do it. My fiance, 27-year-old male, and I work for the same company, and this actually happened to him a few days ago, but thought someone might get a kick out of it. We work for a trucking company that has dedicated contracted work. I found the job posting, showed it to him, and we both decided to apply for it. The job posting was listed as Home Daily. When we did the joke of a phone interview, we were told Home Daily. When we finished our initial training and spoke to the account manager, we were told, Home Daily. That was all nearly four years ago, flash forward three years, roughly a year ago, and things start falling apart. The company we work for is rather large, and the account manager has very little sway over the contracts that the company negotiates with the client. It's done by a regional manager. So, during the yearly contract update in 2022, the client makes more demands and offers less pay. The district manager just wants to keep the client as a customer and agrees blindly without thorough consideration. The biggest change that matters for the story is that there were new stores added to the contract to be covered by the account and two out of the four stores are not home daily. There were many other changes that happened, that's just the one that most directly affects the next series of events. Due to some other changes that drastically messed up the life of the office workers for the account, the account manager, who'd been working for the company for 10 plus years, quits without warning. We get a new account manager, Sarah. A few months later, one of the two supervisors, who had been with the company for 10 plus years, quits without warning. We get a new supervisor, more on him in a tick. Two months after that, the second supervisor, who had been with the company for 10 plus years, quits without warning. See a pattern here? So now, the account is left with an account manager and a supervisor who both have less than a year's experience flailing to figure everything out. Back to the bit about home daily. About six months ago, my fiance started to get the loads that were not home daily. It took him a day and a half to complete one of the new stores. Day one, he would go to the store. Day two, he would come back and do a super short run to conclude his shift before coming home. The first time he got the new store, he called the supervisor to ask about it. The supervisor was confused what needed clarification. My fiancé said, Will I be getting home? It's a lot of miles for a single day's run. The supervisor said, No, you'll be sleeping at roughly truck stop about four hours away from home. My fiancé said, I thought I was home daily. Supervisor replied, Who said that? My fiancé said the job was posted as home daily. I was told home daily during the interview, and I was told home daily by the previous account manager at training. Supervisor says, well, I don't know anything about that. I wasn't here for any of that. What I do know is that Sarah looked at everyone's contracts, and nobody has home daily in the contract. So everyone is expected to take equal share of the new stores to make it fair. 
My fiance said okay, but I know there are some guys who were hired home weekends because they sleep at the operating center in their trucks and go home for four days every so often. Supervisor said yeah, we have some guys who live out of state. Fiance replies, so why aren't they doing the news stores since they don't need to go home every night? Supervisor says, as I said, everyone is expected to take equal share to make it fair. And nobody's contracts state home daily or weekend home time or whatever that was never part of the deal. My fiancé says, I have a family. I took this job thinking I'd have time with them. I wouldn't have taken the job if I knew it wasn't in my contract that I'd be home daily. They say, well, you're free to get another job if you like, but without 10-day notice, you'll be blacklisted and ineligible for rehire. So, are you quitting or not? My fiancé angrily did the load thinking it was going to be a once every now and then thing. Turns out they sent them twice a week, bare minimum. On top of that, most of the miles for the load are back roads up and down windy mountainous roads posted at 35 miles per hour. We're paid by the miles. He drives an additional 4 hours for this new store for zero extra pay because the store's in the middle of nowhere with no major highways. He takes a major pay loss on top of the inconvenience of not being able to come home, sleep in his own bed, and be with his family. Then, about three months ago, the supervisor messages both my fiancé and I to say that going forward, we will be expected to confirm all loads or work, or we won't get loads. We receive our work slash loads 12 to 24 hours in advance, so we do have some time to confirm them, but it was never a concern before and we already had a lot of duties to fulfill that it wasn't a priority each day to make sure we typed a message, confirm store 1124, at the end of our shifts each day. The supervisor called us both out on it and said that this was an important part of the workflow process. I asked him why it was suddenly so important. He insisted that it was always important. I told him that I'd never had to confirm loads each day and I've never failed to show up for work, And on the super odd occasion where I'm unable to do a load, it's because of something like a flat tire or truck breakdown that I'm waiting for repairs and I was always sure to contact the office and let them know ASAP. Load confirmations are just busy work that's unnecessary on everyone's parts. The boss insists once more it is and please just do it. At that point, I gave up the argument. Maybe 60% of the time I remember to confirm loads, my fiancé even less. Both my fiancé and I receive angry messages on our work tablets stating that going forward, if we do not confirm a load, it'll be assumed that we are not able to work the load and it'll be pulled from us and we will be placed on standby, paid at 50% average day's load pay if we aren't called in. Well, over winter, most of the loads for this new store cancelled because of it getting drowned in snow. Now my fiancé is getting loads for it again. He got a notification that he was supposed to go to this new store on Sunday. Guess who forgot to confirm his load on Saturday? Sunday he wakes up, no load, and an angry message from the supervisor. Because of your failure to confirm your load, it has been taken off of you and given to someone else who actually wants the work. You're on standby. Fiance rejoices. Tuesday, he's once more given the new store and forgets to confirm his load. 
and wakes up to no load and an angry message that says basically the same and concludes with, call me. So, my fiancé calls the supervisor, and the supervisor wants to know why it's so hard to confirm loads. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. My fiancé just kind of dismisses it with a shrug and ends the call. We found out Friday after talking to some other drivers that all previously home daily drivers are now doing the same thing. Get a store they don't like? Mostly these two new stores. Just don't confirm. If we have to confirm to get to do the store, we just won't confirm. Suffice it to say, personally I think it's pretty obvious why this company is bleeding employees. I mean, they don't really care about employee experience at this point. I mean, you can hardly blame these new people who are so green having to try to hold this thing together. But I think anybody can look at this and tell, it ain't working right. Our next story is forced prayer? You asked for it. Some info for context, I have less than zero religiosity. I'm not saying God or gods doesn't exist. I just haven't seen credible, replicable, and verifiable evidence that proves his, her, or its existence. On to the story. My wife and I attended her sister's housewarming party earlier today. Her sister's mother-in-law, whom we're just meeting for the first time, is apparently a devout, outspoken, and annoyingly preachy Christian. The father-in-law is chill. The mother-in-law, let's call her Karen, asks for all the guests' attention and for some incomprehensible reason, orders me, as in no polite request, no please, etc., to pray for the food in which we are about to partake in. I guess me holding the fine cutlery while chopping up some Costco rotisserie chicken equals leader of men in prayer. What the freak? Wife's sister interjects. Some of our guests don't share the same faith that we have, if it's alright with you. Can we just have a moment of silence so we can all offer thanks in our own personal ways? Before she can finish, Karen cuts her off and says, It's only right to offer thanks and praise for our Lord and Savior, blah blah blah. Karen promptly points to me with her index finger and sternly commands, OP, lead the prayer. I say to myself, Malicious compliance jackpot. Then out loud, praise be to Allah, for he has given us all of this delicious food to consume and enjoy. Except for dishes with pork in it and all of the alcoholic beverages, or Allah doesn't allow their consumption. At this point in my prayer, Karen turns around, grabs her husband by the arm, and leaves the shindig, mumbling something about us all being heretics and such. Needless to say, everyone was giggling at her theatrics. Obviously, the drinks and food tasted way better after they left. It's kind of sad how little tolerance they have for anybody that doesn't follow specifically their beliefs. 
Honestly, in my opinion, that's not very Christian. Also, come on, no thanks given to the god of Costco for delivering you this rotisserie chicken? Our next story is, don't hate the prayer, hate the game. I read the post about praying, and it reminded me I had a similar experience as a teen. I had told my parents I was no longer Catholic, and my mom told my aunt, Lane, her devout Catholic sister, who was coming in from out of town for Thanksgiving. We were on a family call the week before to discuss Thanksgiving activities and who's making or bringing which sides. At the end of the call, my Aunt Lane assigns me the task of coming up with a prayer for Thanksgiving dinner, a high honor in my family. I respectfully decline and suggest another family member take on this task, as I'm not fit to say the prayer. She insists and refuses to take no for an answer. I outright rejected the task, letting her know that I will not have a prayer prepared. The call ends. Thanksgiving Day comes and everyone gathers at my parents' house. I meet my great aunt Lane and she immediately asks about my prayer. I let her know I hadn't prepared a single word. Annoyed, she lets me know I have till dinner to come up with something and it better be good. I once again let her know respectfully, I would feel more comfortable if someone else took over for prayer. She ignored me and continued on her way. Minutes before dinner time, she passive-aggressively tells me she can't wait for my wonderful prayer I've prepared. I had suddenly a recollection of a prayer I heard while watching Family Guy months before that. I looked up the prayer on YouTube and was then prepared for Thanksgiving dinner. My family of 13 sit at the table and my Aunt Lane announces to everyone, OP has prepared a lovely prayer to bless this wonderful dinner. Everyone joins hands, closes their eyes, bows their heads. My Aunt Lane nods, giving me the green light. I take a deep breath and proceed. Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. Yay, God! The tension was thick in the air, and my aunt breaks the awkward silence by nervously laughing and taking over the prayer. While she's praying, there were some chuckles and looks of approval from my dad, sister, and some cousins. I apologized to my aunt after dinner for making a joke at the expense of her religion. She didn't apologize for making me practice prayer I don't believe in, but she never talked to me about religion or asked me to pray again. I think OP's so lucky that after all this, Aunt Lane even gave up. I feel like a lot of people who are that stubborn about religion, even after you humiliated them a little bit like that, are still going to try and continue to push you to basically practice it. Our next story is maliciously ironic name change. Around the turn of the millennium, I left university to a terrible job market. I ended up working at a big chain multiplex cinema in the city center. The management were generally terrible, but the staff were generally awesome people. As part of the uniform, we had to wear our name badge. Head office had a habit of making typos on these badges or not sending them at all. So many people would doctor them with stickers to correct them, especially white stickers to allow us to write on the badge. I was one of these people. I'd had two different badges, both wrong. After a year or so there, it was announced in a staff meeting that no stickers would be permitted on badges going forward. I asked in front of everyone and it was confirmed that yes, even if it was misspelled or had the wrong name. At the time, my partner was also working there in the back office. She would often forget her badge and just take one of the spares that had belonged to people who had left, which meant she had a small hoard of these badges with random female names. 
Now I'd been there over a year and never had a correct badge of my own, but the badge doesn't need to be correct, only present with no stickers. As a result, even though I'm very obviously male, I started wearing these various female name badges with no stickers. For the most part, nobody noticed. I had a group of students at box office who asked, does your name say Rachel? And henceforth remembered me and would always call me Rachel. On one occasion, I was talking to a manager when this group passed, waving at me and called out, Hi Rachel! The manager then asked, Opie, why are those customers calling you Rachel? Looking at my badge, this manager realized it gave my name as Sarah. I explained my malicious compliance and was rewarded with laughter and compliments at my building a good rapport with the customers. Another, one of the managers was making a random audit of the staff to ensure compliance and noticed my badge was not in my name. They tried to tell me off for not wearing my own badge, and I pointed out that I'd never had a badge with my own right name on it, and were no longer allowed to fix this with stickers, so I was complying with the rules to wear a badge, even if it's not got the right name on it. This manager brought me a badge order form that day, but I'd scored full points. One day the head of the cinema noticed, and I told them that I'd never had a badge with my own right name, and they wouldn't allow me to correct it myself. If they got me a right name badge, I'd happily wear it. When I left the place after two and a half years, I was still without a correct badge, and still in malicious compliance mode. Honestly, is this normal? I mean, it's kind of weird to me that they still even have these old name badges of people who are long gone. I guess it doesn't hurt anybody to have one that just says Rachel on it or whatever, but I feel like after I get fired or I quit, you kind of wouldn't want your name badge just to be floating around and be able to be used by other people. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.